JB, welcome you to a Friday edition, Sans Bino, Jeff. So, Freddie Jack, eat your heart out. No filet mignon for you today, brah. Minute steak. Minute steak, brah. Minute steak. I was just hanging out on my porch a second ago. Parker brought me a guitar back that he was fiddling around with that we lent him. And that's, you know, you know, you know, uh, Brian, you know when you're dealing with uh, class people is when you lend them something and they bring it back to you. You ever thought about that, Brian? How many times you lend stuff to people? And I do it. People lend you stuff and then you just, you know, you forget or whatever it is and you never get it back to them. Anyway, those of you that work outside for a living, God bless you today. Please hydrate. Because it is hotter than the 4th of July out there. Matt Dixon, would you like to be playing football in that weather today? I wouldn't want to play football, baseball. Music. Um, just walk, walking at the track. Yeah, yes. Music music at, at the park. Yes. No, I, w- I wouldn't want to do any, any kind of anything exercise-wise outside today. I sat out at the uh, Lakeshore Park yesterday because I'm trying to get used to the weather because the next couple days I'm going to be in it. Tomorrow we're going to be down in Nashville pl- uh, playing something, um, an event. And it's supposed to be like, literally when we start playing, it's supposed to be like 97. And um, I don't know, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a poor guy from a poor family living a sheltered life here in a studio surrounded by concrete and uh, it's freezing cold in the studio. So to those of you that work in this, God bless you. And I mean that because this is, uh, whew. you talk about, it was a, it's a weird summer here because for those of you listening outside the area, it's been pretty mild this summer, guys, uh, all things compared. Uh, it hasn't been like brutally hot. And then we get to stretch right at the end here. It is nasty hot outside, like nasty yeah, we haven't. Uh, there's been more rain, I think, in the last month and a half. Yes, it's part of it. And now they're on a stretch of where I think it's been. We're going on two weeks without any rain. So, yep. So tomorrow at that Vanderbilt game. Tomorrow at that Vanderbilt game. Dixon, what's that crowd going to look like? Let me ask you this, Dixon. More people at that Vanderbilt game. Or more people at the FC Nashville game in um, in a, in a week from Saturday night when they when they come back into town and play Charlotte. Which one are you gonna go with, Matt? With without knowing what the usual attendance is for the soccer, I'll, Sorry, I'll probably think 000. the that, soccer the soccer would would probably top Bandy Bandy yeah, they, football. They get about twenty to twenty five a game. Here here's the thing. If you look at that, if you look at Vanderbilt sports, right, and you just think about it for a second, at one time they were the what game in town down there? Sixties and seventies, maybe the top game in town. Today, what are they? And they still didn't. They still didn't get much. They're pretty good they under Roy Skinner and hoops. Now they were pretty good in hoops back in the day under Roy Skinner. They were, you know, they're pretty good. But now you think about Vanderbilt sports and you think about the football and you think about the basketball just i mean their their games are played in front of like i mean what is that 
6,000, well, 7,000? Yeah, the Titans came, the Predators came, FC Nashville came. They're all ranked ahead of them. And then and they that, all get more attention. If that American League team goes down there, that's even more. I mean, Vanderbilt, if they weren't an opponent, they would be in danger of being kicked out of the league, I would think. But everybody needs an opponent, you know? Vanderbilt, they're the Mulkey brothers of this thing right now. They're the Frank Williams, if you grew up in my territory. The Joe Mascaro. Everybody needs a jobber, wrestler. By the way, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Rest in peace, Terry Funk. It's been a rough week on the wrestling world. Matt, did you ever see Bray Wyatt wrestle? I know you've gotten away from wrestling, but uh, Bray Wyatt was a terrific entertainer. Mike Rotano's son. Yeah, I, I watched it a little bit. I got back into it for a few months, right when he was kind of coming on as the, the Bray Wyatt character, which was really unique and yes. a really, really a fun kind of deal there. Um, and he, he was, he played college football at, I think, Troy. I didn't know um, But no, that, that was sad, really sad to, to, to hear about his passing. I think he was only 36. Really young guy. So when he did his, whatever that, that thing was he had Bray Wyatt had his little faction and I went with Roger several years ago and Roger's cousin Roman and we went over to uh wrestling and it was a, a Monday night show and Bray Wyatt went out there and Bray Wyatt started saying all these crazy and Roger's going no 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 just totally pulled in by the character it was um it was without a doubt next level so Great entertainer, gone too soon. 865-200-5402. I give the number out. Later on, we'll kick it around with you. Mike Huguenin comes by his standing uh, Friday uh, appearance here. Rice fans. I cannot believe the college football begins tomorrow. Will we get a rancid out of Hugie? And how pumped is Hughie going to be for this Yearmark guy? You don't think that guy's smelling himself, do you, Matt? Coming out basically and saying, I want you to beat Texas blank on Thanksgiving. A commissioner of a league? What, what are they, for those of you who used to watch wrestling, what are they going to put Earl Hebner out there? Um, the Hebner, <clears throat> Dave and Earl Hebner, the twins, like... Uh, substitute an official for a crooked ref. What is that? I, I, you really just need to get the the SEC refs that did the Texas Bama game last year out. There. Oh, on a Friday. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. PB back with you. Playing live music tonight. If you're out and about and in the neighborhood, Calhoun's on the river where we be. Dr. Sinclair will be with us, breaking it down scientifically along with Sexy Lancey and myself. Lauren and Tracy, it's going to be unbelievably outstanding. In the meantime, the great, and I do mean... You bow your head when you say his name, but Mike Huguenin is finna join us. And the thing about the thing about college football in the modern era is is that you start thinking to yourself, okay, I've seen the craziest thing I've ever seen, right? And it used to be back in the day from the student athlete. Oh, why would that guy do that? Yeah, why would that? What? What's that person thinking? I'm going to play something. Well, we don't do this much, okay? But, uh, Hughie, welcome in, brother. How you doing? I'm doing quite well and ready for the season uh, to start tomorrow. Hughie, i got to share something with you before we do the season. And then I want to get into week zero with you. This is uh, the commissioner, Brett Yermark, your Big 12, talking about Texas and Oklahoma, and how he's cheering for a league member to destroy them on the field while they are still league members. On the TLD Logistics Hotline, we hardly ever play sound for you unless it makes sense. This is so out of left field, I don't even know where to start. Here we go. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay. And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay. And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. How about that, Hughie? Telling the coach of Texas Tech, you better take care of business like you did in Austin last year. I, I love it. I, you love that? Yeah, because he is voicing the opinion 
of the fan bases of every school that's going to be left in his league. The Texas Tech fans, UCF fans, SMU, uh, I'm sorry, TCU fans, K-State fans, Kansas fans, they all want Texas and Oklahoma to get their ass kicked every weekend. Uh, and I think that um, the, the interesting part was, you know, candidly, we got them out of the league early. Well, that's candidly, that's what Texas and Oklahoma wanted. So, um, to a, to an extent, your mark is talking a little bit big for his bridges because uh, I still think the Big 12 in the wake of Oklahoma and Texas leaving is going to be a rather non-entity league. But I, I think what he said um, to, to that, I guess, Texas Tech fan group was what every single fan base in that league hope, hopes happens. I think every fan base in that league wants Texas to go 0-12 and they want Oklahoma to go 1-11. Matt Dixon suggest, suggested before you joined us that they bring that refereeing crew for that game that did the Alabama-Texas game last year down at Texas. I don't remember that. I don't remember that, that there being that many calls. <laughs> Pretty, it, was, it was close to, uh, shall we say, WWE. But, Hughie, uh, we got a lot to talk about. It's week zero. What grabs you, man? Give me. Get, let's do a little viewer's guide for week zero. We've been yeah, waiting all summer for this. Every single game is worth watching for a while, all seven. I really legitimately think that. And not just because, oh, my God, real football's here. I, I think every game has an element of intrigue to it. Such as, give me your first uh, game. By the way, I still need to hook you up with the Chinese stream for the USC game tomorrow night. I will do that. Will you? Okay. If I send you a Chinese stream, will you look at it? Yes, I, because I'm not. Yeah, the, the idea. Yep. It, let's start with the, the. Let's start with that game. That's guilt free now. Guilt free. But I'm gonna send you. Okay. I'm gonna send you an app to download. Are you an Android or iPhone person? Uh, iPhone. Boom. I'm going to send you something to okay. put on well, your phone. The idea that USC is preseason top ten for everybody. They have the reigning Heisman winner. They're on the Pac-12 network. And that's sort of, we talked about this the last couple of weeks on your show, that's a microcosm of why the, the Pac-12 will cease to exist after this year. Their, their TV network is incredibly difficult to find. I know people who live in California who have issues finding the Pac-12 network. The idea that the can you imagine if the reigning Heisman winner for Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, Oklahoma opened the season playing on Fox Sports 2. This is even worse. Caleb Williams and USC played San Jose State. Now the interesting thing about San Jose State um, they had the all. They have a really good quarterback, Shevin Kadera. Yep. They have a really powerful offense. Yep. Now their defense, their secondary especially, is not good. So USC is going to put up a ton of points. But I think the one thing we all want to see out of this game from USC, well, not technically see, but obviously you want to see how sharp Caleb Williams is, and you want to see if USC's defense has made any improvement. San Jose State's offense can test the USC defense. Obviously, this is not the Washington offense or the Oregon offense, but Cordero is a talented dual threat guy. Yes. 
and they're fun to watch, by the way. People that can see the game, I love that little that little stadium they play in. They're kind of one of my guilty pleasures late at night, and they've been pretty good last couple seasons. And they're really fun to watch, San Jose State is. And you know, Hughie, if they can make that thing a game like into the middle of the third quarter or whatever, that I mean, votes, who yeah, knows? Who yeah, knows? And, and I think that if, if that is indeed the case, it will be because the USC defense has not gotten any better. Now, the interesting thing about the USC defense, they, they brought in two defensive tackles uh, from the transfer portal, both uh, from SEC schools, Anthony Lucas from Texas A&M, Bear Alexander from Georgia. Um, those guys are going to play a lot, if not start. Um, going to be exceedingly interesting to see if there's any improvement uh, with the USC defense. And again, San Jose State is not winning this game, but if their offense makes USC sweat into the third quarter, that's, yeah, that's, you, you sort of raise your eyebrows then. No doubt about it. Give me the next game up as we do the viewer guide here with Mike Hugan on a Friday. Notre Dame kicks off today, so to speak, from Dublin, and you know we've joked about this. You win or lose after the game, you're going to be a pretty. You're going to not really care because all the bars in Dublin drinking all that Guinness. Um, Notre Dame. The interesting aspect, obviously, Notre Dame. Sam Hartman's the quarterback now. Um, he could finish his college career as a top five or six passer in NCAA history in passing yards. Um, Notre Dame's got a really good offensive line. Two really good running backs, exceedingly questionable receiver core. Hartman had better receivers at Wake. So Navy's defense is really good in the front seven, horrendous on the back end. So uh, let's see what Hartman does. Navy is changing its offense a little bit. Um, they're, They're still having some of the aspects of the triple option, but they're trying to go to more of one and two back sets rather than the triple option, a lot more passing. Um, they're not doing the full-fledged change like Army, uh, but they're also not like Air Force anymore. So they're sort of in the middle. They do want to throw the ball more. They still are going to run triple option, but there's also going to be some one and two back sets. Um, when, when's the last time the service academies got got a little vertical here? That might yeah, be the most 2023 thing of 2023 when you stop and think about it. And I, I don't. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit puzzled as to why Army's making the switch. Um, one of the issues, you're not getting great players at Army, Navy, and Air Force. Um, you mold them into what you want, um, and it's a heck of a lot easier to find 5'10 running quarterbacks than it is to find 6'2 passing quarterbacks, because let's get serious. If you're bringing a 6'2 passing quarterback into Army or Navy, everybody passed on him because it, it, it's a different you know, obviously mindset and lifestyle to want to go to these service academies. And they've all had tremendous success running the triple option, I think, and Air Force is not changing. And Air Force, people need to look. Air Force legitimately could go unbeaten this year. I'm totally serious. What? So, yes. They have nine starters back on D. Um, the only thing they're missing on offense is a quarterback. That's a big deal, obviously, in the triple option. But one of the contenders for the Air Force quarterback job is the Mountain West champion in the 200 meters. What? The dude can fly. He can't throw, but seriously, he's a 200-meter champion in the Mountain West. So he's he's like the Milrow of the mountains. Yeah, he's faster than Milrow, though. What? Yeah, he's this kid. He seriously, he he 
won the 200 meters in the Mountain West. So, but anyway, Navy is is, is tweaking its offense, and, and we'll see if that matters again. Notre Dame, they barely beat Navy last year. People forget Notre Dame won 35-32. That was a bad Navy team offensively. So this has some intrigue. But again, Hartman, how good does he look in his first game uh, playing for Notre Dame? And Notre Dame brought him in to rev up their offense. And then Tommy Reese leaves, and they end up uh, internal promotion from uh, their, they promote Jared Parker, who used to be the offensive coordinator at West Virginia, though he never called plays. Um, and there were a lot. There's a lot of talk that Notre Dame wanted to bring in somebody from the outside, but couldn't pay him. What? Yeah, exactly. Mind blowing. So um, I don't know why you would. You know, nothing against Jared Parker, but if you're bringing in Hartman, I would have thought you could have hired a better, more proven offensive coordinator. So that's a that's a weird situation. And then the second game of the day is the UTEP Jacksonville State game. Jackson, that's interesting to get Jacksonville State first game as a FBS member, and Rich Rodriguez is love guy. Rich Rod. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And then ESPN at seven o'clock for God knows what reason is showing UMass New Mexico State. Don't be a hater. Interesting. New Mexico State last year went to a bowl game in Jerry Kill's first year. Good quarterback. Love Jerry Kill. Diego Pavia. Uh, and the UMass is coached by Don Brown, the longtime defensive coordinator who blitzes on every single down. And their starting quarterback is the kid who used to be a Clemson. I cannot pronounce his last name. It's Tassan um, Phenomason. Whoa, 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 whoa. Clemson had another one of those guys. They got the eye chart dude who's at uh, Washington State now. How did you do that? Oregon State. Oregon State. I'm sorry, Matt. Yeah, how did you do? How did you do, yeah. say his name again? Uh, it's Tassan Phnom Sonich or something. I can't All right, now give me the DJ guy. Uyunglele. How do you do that? Uyunglele is much easier than than the other guy. So <laughs> I'll buy a vowel. I'll buy. That's the ESPN game tomorrow night. I mean, I know it's week zero. Right. Could they not put it? Hey, Brian. Could they not put like um. Winnipeg and Calgary from the or CFL in that time slot? Why not San Jose State USC? Thank you. But no, we gotta put that one on the Pac twelve network. Right. right. So you gotta uh, take a Chinese stream. FS one even has a, a, a an interesting game, Ohio San Diego State. Ohio's got a really good quarterback, kid named Curtis Rourke. That's there was uh, a lot of talk yep. in December and January that he would transfer. He stayed there. Um San Diego State's quarterback is uh, Jalen Maiden, who started his career at Mississippi State, I believe. Yeah. Maybe maybe even Alabama. I can't remember which one. Moved to safety. Halfway through last year, they moved Maiden from safety back to quarterback, and they sort of catch fire at the end of the season. So that's that's the interesting Mac Mountain West game. And then the other game, uh, two more games, Hawaii Vandy. What do you think? Hawaii Vandy is going to be like uh, 95 when that game kicks off. Do you have a thought on the crowd in that place tomorrow because you've got construction in both end zones? Yeah. Uh, we were talking yesterday, John Adams. He thinks about 12,000. I, I, I think there is a teeny bit of intrigue about Vandy. And you, I, don't, I don't, obviously don't live in Nashville anymore, but you would, uh, you would think that Vandy – to do anything it could to get people in this, give away free tickets or something, get anybody you can in the stadium. 
I think there's there's thought that Vandy potentially could qualify for a bowl. Obviously, they have to beat Hawaii. They should. They beat them 62-10 last year. But this is a vastly different Hawaii team. They tried to start last season playing sort of a pro set. That was bad. Halfway through the season, to forget it. We're going to the run and shoot. Nice. And I'm calling plays. So they they got they got a couple of good players, but Vandy is is, is a lot better. Seventeen and a half is the number. I saw where, uh, go ahead, Brian. I saw where Florida is actually going to sell tickets for half off for their first game at home against. I think it's. Some uh, rummy as uh, San, yeah, McNeese State. Some uh, rummy. I thought it was Charlotte, but yeah, they, they got, which is which, which is what you should do. And I just talk about. I think uh, somebody's opening with Bethune Cookman this year. I forget who it is. My round. And they're uh, doing the same kind of thing just to get people in the stands. And then the last game of the day is uh, FIU Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's uh, quarterback. They they were horrible last year. They brought in Hank Backmeyer, the, the Boise transfer. Nice. And I, I was a little puzzled as to why he didn't end up at a Power 5, and nobody has given me a good answer yet on that. But um, Sonny Cumbie is the coach. He used to be um, the passing game coordinator at TCU under Patterson. Um, they, they're going to throw the heck out of the ball. They run a version of the run and shoot because Cumbie's a Mike Leach guy. So there's some intrigue there, and FIU beat them last year. Uh, FIU is a well-coached team. Mike McIntyre, um, who coached at Colorado for a while, the son of George McIntyre, the former Vandy coach. Um, he knows what he's doing. Um, he's sort of re... You know, you would think if you're... You know, FIU is in Miami. Um, why would you recruit anywhere outside of Miami and Fort Lauderdale? Well, the past two coaches is try to recruit, you know, oh, we're going to go to Georgia, we're going to go to the Central Florida area. Why? Get second and third tier guys from Miami and Fort Lauderdale, and hell, you can go to the bowl every single season in Conference USA. So um, that, the FIU-Louisiana Tech game, I think, has some intrigue, just because I want to see what Hank Backmeyer does playing for Sunny Cup, because Backmeyer is a good passer. Um, got hurt last year. Decided to transfer. He started for four years at Boise, so he'll be a fifth-year starter at Louisiana Tech. So, Hughie, it's week zero, obviously. So you grade against the curve, right? You don't expect a lot week zero generally. No, but it's, 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 what, it's, what do you give a card? What do you give the card this weekend? Just because it's the first weekend, I'll give it a B plus. I mean, it's I'm starved for football. You man. are a sick. You are a sick but, dude, man. I mean, let's exhibition games in the NFL That's are not br- real football. Brutal. Um, I was texting me last night about CFL. This, this is real football. Brian, there was a good CFL game on last night, right? Tell, tell Hughie about it. You saw a good CFL game. Yeah, uh, I saw a, a quarterback named Pajardo that I remember playing somewhere against Zach Caleros, who played at Cincinnati. Zach Caleros and that was, Yardo. Yeah, and uh, there was a kid named Sneed, I think, that played somewhere that I can remember. And Willie it was back and forth game. I think Winnipeg Willie ended up blowing him out. Willie Sneed. He played but it was it was intriguing, more intriguing than the NFL preseason. NFL, well, the NFL preseason's the dregs. Yeah, it's a joke. The dregs so, of society, man. Yeah, it's bad. So, but I mean, it, it, there are reasons to. I'm going to watch parts of every single game, even UMass, uh, New Mexico State. But it is the idea that UMass New Mexico State is on ESPN at seven, and the fact that USC kicks off at eight Eastern on Pac-12 Network. Uh, that's just 
ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hughie, that kind of urinates you off, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Again, I mean, it's the, the principle of the high, reigning Heisman winner on a top five or six team preseason. And you would think if you're the Pac-12, you want as many eyes as possible on that guy and on your team. And instead, again, that, this is a microcosm of why the Pac-12 has disintegrated. Their, their TV deal is not good, and their Pac-12 network, um, you know, you can, you can criticize the ACC network all you want, blows, I mean, it's, it's, it's compared to the Pac-12 network, the ACC network is Walter Cronkite on CBS in the 60s versus some kid doing the high school news at your local high school. That's the difference in the, 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 the what's the word I want? Relevance of the, of the two con- of it's the un- conference. It's unreal. Yeah. It, it, and, and now, you know, and we've, we've stayed away from this this week because I'm sick of the whole where, which team where and blah, 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 blah. Is the ACC going to absorb these teams or not? Or are they just going to sit there and dance I around? Can, what is going to happen here? I don't understand. I, I understand the, you, you want to be tied in academically, but let's get serious. Well, oh, look, Come on. Uh, oh, oh, Stanford's in the ACC now. Come I want to go to an ACC school to get a degree. Come on. That's not how that works. Um, and from a football standpoint, take a step back. You're, you're whining about your TV deal already. Adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU does what? It doesn't move the needle one iota. I don't get why they would, why they would want to add those schools. You know, maybe it's they, they feel bad for Stanford. Oh, we, we need to throw them a lifeline. That's not what this is about. Because if that's the, I, I just I cannot fathom why they would add those teams. Plus. Again, think. I get the fact that football is a driving force. Everybody knows that. And, you know, UCLA traveling to the East Coast six times during a season, not a big deal for football. Though it is, I don't want to be a UCLA football player. But it comes back to the minor sports. So North Carolina field hockey travels to play Stanford field hockey. What the hell is going on? It's just stupid. And, again, I don't know what Stanford, Cal, and SMU add to your football yep. um, profile. Hey, my, my boy Blake Topmeyer the other day, Big Ten, Oregon, the Rutgers, right, longest trip? Yeah. As the crow flies, not driving distance. This is as the crow, This is the shortest possible distance, 2,463 miles, Mike Huguenin. Right. If you're a parent, okay, and your kid, is playing whatever, and I I was a golf parent for years, so I would get to these golf tournaments. So I feel their pain, okay? In these sports, people don't, most people don't watch. Yada yada yada. Twenty four hundred and sixty three miles to get to the East Coast. Do you know how long that is in a car, Hughie? Can you even consider how long of a car ride that would be for a parent? I think it's forty. It'd be like forty hours, wouldn't it? Hello. How long would it take a person to drive forty hours? How many hotel stops? That's, yeah, like three days. That's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe even four. Yeah, that's it's stupid. It's you're, stupid. You're not going to see your kid play. Right. It's, and, and, and there are parents out there in the Olympic sports that try to go to every game. Sure. Um, and it's easy if, you know, if, if you're 
in Seattle, you can drive to Oregon. You can drive to Oregon State. Maybe you could see, I don't know if you want to drive to the Bay Area, and you certainly don't want to drive to L.A., but it's, you can also fly extremely cheaply and extremely quickly. Flying across the country to see a kid play in a soccer game, I don't know if that's worth it. I'll be honest. And, you know, if my kid played soccer, I'd be telling him. Wish him luck. I'm not going to watch you play when yeah. you go on the road. Good luck. Like I did in the fall, you know, some of these, uh, I call myself and say, good luck. I, I got uh, Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction. I'm going to be up seven hours. I'll be fried. Yeah. Good luck to you tomorrow, man. We love you. Appreciate you. Hey, on the way out, Hugh, anything else you'd care to add here? Because you have been phenomenal as usual, and I'm excited. And I will, um, I'll shoot you a text here later on. Okay. With some coordinates. No, but the fact that yeah, football is finally here. I mean, seven games tomorrow. Yeah, you're. I mean, for the yeah, none of these are must watch. Though I'm going to watch every single one of them. But we're, that means we're only a week away from. Oh my God! It really is here. Florida State LSU is going to be a tremendous game. It's the fact that football's here. Real football's here tomorrow, and that should be a cause for um, immense, immense joy. Hugh, let me ask you something. Now we need to grade. I need. I need a letter grade from you. Okay. What's worse? That you're this excited about week zero, or that I watch the XFL and the USFL in the spring and summer? What's what yours, you th- that your yours is worse? You really? Can, yeah. Come on. Come on. You're pretty degenerate. I mean, no offense. Well, yeah, but I think both are pretty high up the. Are you kidding me? Scale, but uh, you couldn't pay me to watch XFL or USFL. Yeah, even so Brian. Go to even Brian. The original USFL there. title games was in Tampa, and I actually attended. Which is a very good game. I mean, which is a very good product compared to the U. The, I mean, that thing had a Hall of Fame players in it. Right, this right. thing I has. Think of, I think of the Philadelphia. I want to see the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Stars, Stars and the Arizona Wranglers. George. George. Uh, what was his name? George Allen uh, was coaching one team, and Jim Moore was coaching the other. Yeah, Moore's team one. Yeah, that's right. You're the man. I, I didn't know that about you. Do you have anything? It was in Tampa, so it was two hours away from Gainesville. So, more oh, you, my dad. You're my man. All right, man, talk to you next week when we can talk about real games. Love you, brother. Bye. All right, see you, man. Um, on a 1 to 10 scale, uh, Dixon, what's his level of degenerate in terms of uh, his love of college sports? Put that thing like on a 1 to 10 scale, you and Bri. Oh, he, he's definitely on a 10. But I, I don't know why you, why you talk to him like that's a bad thing. Like, I, I appreciate it. He was spinning things out. I'm not shaming the guy. Yeah, you are. You tried to. No, I'm celebrating. Look, I tell him myself, I I watch the USFL and the XFL. And you listen to MLS games on the radio. I listen to MLS games on the radio, and I'm cracking on a guy. Brian, when he was talking about the quarterback on some, I mean, it makes my head spin. He knows so much about college football. Makes my head spin. He, he is a 12 on a 1 to 10 scale. Yes. Phil Steele thinks he needs to get a hobby. Okay? Phil Steele thinks the guy needs to get Matt, what do you make of his uh, just absolute rawness over the fact that he can't see that USC game tomorrow night? <laughs> He's legitimately upset about that. Like, like that... But you can hear it in his voice. He's really 
He's actually mad over that. I love him. Of course, you're talking about this Chinese stream. I thought we figured out yesterday that you actually get the Pac-12 network. So that's funny. John Adams is on here yesterday. Just send, send him your your so, podcast login. So John Ad- John Adams is on here yesterday, and he says, we get the Pac-12 and I go, what? What do you have? He goes, Comcast. I've turned the phone. I turn the uh, TV on in here, and I get the Pac-12, Pac, whatever it's called, network. I had no idea. And Matt's, <laughs> Matt's like, yesterday after the show, Matt's like, you don't even know you have the, ne- you don't even know you have the network. Like, what is wrong with you? When we continue, the athletic, and it is the atha. Athletic has ranked every game on Tennessee's schedule. Now, for the Amachi tailgate this year, I took the lowest-ranked team this year, and I'm going to ask you for your tickets. We haven't done this yet, but you need to keep your set your tickets aside for that early November game against Connecticut because they're the worst team on Tennessee's schedule, right, Bry? Worst Division One team, right, right, Bry? Not according to what this guy What? What? As we continue, we have somebody worse than Connecticut on our schedule. And then I would like to revisit. I I would like to revisit. Brian's going to step on the bed here. I would like to revisit uh, our TBA sections from yesterday. And, yes, Florida is offering 50% off. And, yes, Orange Throw to myself today over at tclub.team are going back and forth, and I ended it with him today. I have the upper hand on that deal. And I'm going to ask Matt Dixon who he sides with. I'm going to make Matt Dixon choose a side. Who won the battle, myself or Orange Throat, this week? He keeps going back to this freaking South Carolina game, and he tells me I don't understand what he's saying. I, I totally understand what he's saying. And then he gives me something about how Spencer Rattler only threw 13 touchdown passes last year and six of them were against us, and I need to sit down and shut up. And I'm going, dude, everybody has a bad game. Everybody has a bad game in major college football. Everybody on defense. Georgia won the national championship. I mean, going away, they hammered. They had a bad game in the playoff. Everybody does it. Let it go, Throaty. Let it go. Now, Throaty had a nugget in there today at the very top about Cooper Mays. And around the program, people are talking about a strong possibility that he may not play in the Florida game. And that's something else we're going to unpack. Florida looks charmed. What's going on here? You know, I uh, was doing some research just looking around last night. Utah's not named the starting quarterback. It could be any one of three guys. Their second team guy's out. So it could be rising, a third team guy, or a fourth team guy. What are we doing? What what is Florida is charmed? Florida looked like they're absolutely gonna take their medicine in September. Hey Matt, how different of a proposition is Tennessee with and without Cooper Mays down there? How how significant would that be if that came to pass? We don't know whether it's gonna happen. But that's the chatter around the program right now. Matt, do you uh, – how, how big of a deal is that? 
Well, I, I think it's a, it's a huge deal. Uh, granted, you'd have you'll have had two games to kind of work around that and scheme some things up. But I think with without having your, I mean, what's he like a three or four year starting center in this offense with with what we're trying to re- replace? I, I think that's a that's a major, probably the biggest storyline going into the season right now. And he's so underrated that that's an underrated storyline. Matt ranks him as the second most important player on offense. Pretty big deal. And the reverberations around camp are, despite what Hasley Halsey said yesterday, it's not good. It's not good. That offensive line without him is not is not good. I love that they're putting a good face forward, but you know we're we're in the business of kind of trying to tell you what the what the deal Benny Hill is, and it's not good without him. So we we try to deal in the real here because you're going to see it anyway. I mean, it isn't like you know it's like uh, the old Martha and the Vandellas song. Sooner or later, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. We'll come back on the other side. If you want to jump in, 865-200-5402. Plus, we are still naming sections and pieces of Thompson Bowling Arena. You did a great job with that. We will uh, revisit some of the your work from yesterday. It is the Friday edition. Race fans, race fans, as we continue, it's Week Zero Football Friday. More after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby king of the precious stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Mm. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Are you ready for some good old family fun? Don't miss the Murray County Fair. Coming back to Murray County Park from August 31st to September 4th. Finish the summer with an extra special time at the Murray County Fair. You'll find a free kids zone. The jump and run events will pay $12,000 in prizes, rodeo air, livestock shows, and much more. It's all the things you love, all together at the Murray County Fair. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Expo to check out all the events. We'll see you at the fair from August 31st to September 4th. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B, back with you, 865-200-5402. We're getting ready to get into our number due today on the show. Hour one, quickly flying by. I want to thank Mike Huguenin for joining us. Absolutely outstanding day to be alive and well with you. It is a, it's a beautiful thing to be with you on a Friday. It is hard for me to believe that in eight days we'll be right back at it. Be another game week <clears throat> next week. It looks like Tennessee fans are going to catch a real break with the weather next week. Uh, because it seems that the temperatures are going to moderate. 
to some degree and just get a little more seasonable instead of whore freaking horrendous outside as they currently are. Let's, without further ado, um, I want to do a couple things here. First of all, Matt Dixon, I'd like to read something to you that, unfortunately, Orange Throat just will not let it go. He writes the following. And then I'm going to get Matt Dixon to take a side here because he needs to take a side on this because I'm going to let him be the arbiter, the the final arbiter of what we're doing here. He said, the dean missed my point, but on Monday, Bino didn't. The problem isn't having a bad defensive game against an outstanding offense with last season. Hype's fast break attack does put extra stress on his defense. But the trade-off is a positive one. The problem is giving up six touchdown passes to Spencer Rattler, a third of his season total for the entire season. I like Tim Banks as our D.C., and a veteran like Willie Martinez, secondary coach, but we need to see improvement from a veteran group in the back end this season. If you want to be in the hunt for the 12-team playoff in the future, you can't have unexpected stinkers, especially late in the season, when they make an impression on the committee, no offense tone. Now, here's what I say to that. You tell me who's right. If you have a call, you want to call and talk about this, 865-200-5402. First of all, you're in year two. And that secondary is not very good. And you can squeeze and you can moan, but you can't get blood from a stone, as the old song goes. I mean, you can ride the outside lane, last car on the gravy train, but you can squeeze, you can moan. You ain't getting blood from a stone. And secondary's not any good. Now, maybe I missed something with the South Carolina game last year. Maybe maybe I was seeing things. I'm not here to pick up for this Martinez guy. I'm not. Everybody's got to have a... Whatever, fans have to have a target, and everyone wants a target, and that's fine. I've done that in the past myself. I'm a fan. I, I get it. But let's be fair here. Those guys are in their second year, and they have a bunch of guys in their secondary that kind of can't play, and we sort of know that. But to blame the defense for the South Carolina game last year is not, yeah, they threw up a stinker. The whole team sucked last year. Offensively, they looked like they were playing. They looked like they came out of the tunnel in second gear with a playoff spot on the line. Now, are we going to rewrite the history and just blame the defense? I mean, if that's what you want to do, Orange Throat, more power to you. And I will point out, by the way, that everybody... Everybody, Georgia, Alabama against us. These are the elite teams in the sport. Ohio State against Georgia. Everybody has games where they give up a ton of points and a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns. It's called, it's called modern college football. Show me, the, show me a, a 10-7 game anymore. It doesn't exist. 
1410. Doesn't exist. It's the way the rules are written. You just heard Hughie a second ago. The service academies are opening it up now. Come on. I mean, we have to be fair here. We're going to blame Tim Banks for what happened with South Carolina last year? I mean, what about the head coach? And by the way, I don't even blame him. It's year two. And this guy's pointing out, well, you know, in the playoffs, you know, when, when you get to a play, that's that's year four. I don't know. Everybody has a stinker. I mean, I, I, I hate to be the voice of reason here. I hate to set myself up that way. And Matt, you completely agree with me. I I do. Yeah, so go ahead and expound on it. No, I I agree hundred percent with Orange Throat. I mean, you tell you, I mean, say our our offense struggled that day. I mean, they they scored thirty eight points and we lost by twenty five. I mean, there's bad performances, and then there's there's whatever that was. I mean, that was one of the more shocking results I've ever seen. On like, it, it would have been one thing to lose the game, you know, forty one thirty eight. You know, hey, Spencer Rattler has his career day, and and they just caught you. But we, I think we stopped them once the entire day, like on one drive, and they scored touchdowns on every other drive. And they went up and down the field after and they had just lost to Florida, I think, the week before, like forty four to seven. And with everything that was on the line, and that you there, there's a chance that that was the best opportunity Josh Heupel ever has at winning a national title or, or getting. Well, I, I mean, in, in the 14 playoff era, right. you know, taking that like that was the best chance that you could argue he'll, he'll ever have. Yeah, because you're right and, there in the four. You you are right there, and who knows who you draw? Like, play that out, right? If Tennessee would have gotten in, who who would they have faced in the playoff? Well, they would have been the. They would have been the three because TCU lost the Big 12 game. They would have played Michigan in that Fiesta Bowl. They would have smoked them like a joint cigarette. Can you imagine our offense against them? That's where the hell you hooker, imagine though. their offense against our defense? Better hope, better hope we have a better game plan than whatever that was at, in Columbia. You know, granted, it, it did look like we were playing on sand because we were, but yep. both teams played. Both teams played on it. Um, you know, I think I think when Hooker got hurt, it was a ten point game, maybe, maybe it may, might have been seventeen at that. point. I can't remember. I mean, we we were getting beat with with Hooker out there, yes. down at least at least two scores. Yeah, that's another narrative because we it, couldn't yeah. we couldn't stop them. But the offense scored thirty eight points that day. But the offense was getting pulled away from. They weren't great. They weren't. No, they weren't. They, they weren't, weren't what great they usually the are. The team was off that day, but that see, the, and that's the, part of the narrative. Performance was yeah, was but, so bad. See, that's why I obviously they had internal stuff going on. I'm not here to point fingers. We all know what happened. If you don't get get on the internet and read up on it or text a buddy. But here's the thing: you can't just don't blame the defense. You just said so yourself. We had become the accustomed up, to getting the, the football thirty-eight points, Matt. We had, which is under our average for the year, right? Yeah, they averaged like forty six. Okay. They led subpar, the country. Yeah, subpar weekend. And they, and they, and their quarterback was missed like the whole fourth quarter. They were the offense was fine. I mean, it wasn't an A plus game, but it was a kind of a typical type game. Let's do this. 
you have this you have this you have a lot of gifts tone and one of them that's kind of a blessing for you yeah. is your ability to forget games and forget things that happened like with Butch Jones you you've been able to forget all that yes um and being able to forget the South Carolina game is a blessing for you but for the rest of us that remember it uh it's very painful i i even have, i don't even know what to do with that comment but let's do this but after that backhanded compliment Quick legal, and then we'll go to Twitter Spaces here. we got somebody who wants to talk. We keep it live and legal and local and all those good things. Matt says that my forgetfulness when it comes to some, I'm not forgetting anything. You guys are picking on that defense when that was a total team meltdown. That's all. And it's the second season. And the air was, look, the difference between TCU and Tennessee and the surprise year they had is they were in a league, Matt, will you give me this, that afforded them the ability to probably play to that level and still get out of there with some wins down the stretch. When you play in this league and you have a day where the team's off, you go home with an L. That's the difference in this league. But you are right. Tennessee was touching rare error and probably plays for a national championship if they win that game last year, which is crazy to say out loud. But they're making the playoff, right? I mean, if they get to 11-1 and one there, even with, Mil- even with um, Joe Milton at quarterback, they still would have had a claim on a playoff spot. It would have been very close, I think. No, they're in. If they, they if they're eleven and one with their only loss to the number one team, they're in. There's there's no way they keep them out. So we'll go even, to the even with Hooker's injury. I just think you guys listen. I think you guys are being way unfair to this Banks guy, and way on. And everybody doesn't like Willie Martinez. I get it. Willie Martinez got run by Georgia. It looks like we got sloppy seconds in the secondary. A coach. The truth is, the guys in the secondary he inherited are the guys he inherited, and they just weren't very. They're just they weren't very good last year. And by the way, the good news is a lot of those guys are back this year. So let's go to the phones. So I, I'm just sitting here going, well, I'm trying to be fair. What's weird is the secondary was recruited by a coach whose secondary was supposed to be his excellence, his, his expertise. You said it. I didn't. However, that guy also left them a lot of really good pieces that ended up going 11-1. You know, think about Pruitt. All those really nice players left. Uh, they might have had a pretty decent football team if he'd have stuck around. Although I don't know what they would have done at quarterback because that was always going to be his problem. I mean, what we saw last year here, guys, was like a minor miracle. I guess is my point. And Thrody, would he have let Hooker play? Would he have let him hook? Because he had Hooker. Thrody and Matt are sitting there acting like uh, it's all on the defense, and it's just not. It's just not all on the defense. It's just not. Hello and welcome in to our. Uh, I wish I could forget that game. 
Well, that's a backhanded shot again. Let's get uh, Daniel. No, it's, it's not, but let's get to act like to act like our defense didn't cost that game is. The whole team melted down. Let's get Daniel in here. Daniel, welcome in through the Magic of Twitter Spaces. Welcome in. Hey, Tony and and panel. Um, I don't know about you all, but I've been trying to soak up every bit of uh, sports or football this offseason. They've released, uh, you know, the Netflix documentaries. Have you all seen the new BS High on uh, HBO Max? It's about uh, Bishop Sycamore. It is so funny you brought that up because me and Matt were just talking about that. Matt, the Sycamore documentary, did they not come here to Knoxville and play a game, Matt, or am I imagining that against Catholic? No, that was, I think that was Deion Sanders' high school team. Okay, it wasn't from them. Texas. No. Who was Bishop Sycamore? You Can you, uh, Daniel, remind me of this? Can you? That was like the fake school, and they who'd they play on television? They played somebody. I, the IMG Academy. That they was had it. The, they had the, they played at Canton at the uh, Hall of Fame, and the, there was a guy that created them a top five schedule in the nation, and the guy didn't even he never had a single player to graduate. Never. And he would run up bills, and it was just like, it's the it's the biggest con story of a lifetime. I've never, <laughs> so I, who, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So where, allegedly, where was, refresh all of our memories, where was Bishop Sycamore um, located? Like the Columbus, Ohio area. Was it really a school or no? Just one of these teams thrown together. It was never a school. It was. It was, and this is why I'm getting to okay. uh, who I want to, to to name something after Thompson Bowen Arena because okay. he was linked to JJ Peterson and all kinds of guys. And so I want to name uh, the ushering team after JJ Peterson because that guy was nowhere to be found, and he could and, and he definitely couldn't find a seat in, in a Thompson Bowen Arena at Food City Center. The JJ Peterson ushers is a great, great line. Now, Matt has a theory about J.J. Peterson. And, Matt, share your on-air theory for the uninitiated. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that the guy that played down there for Rush Probst and, and had those highlight tapes, that was not the same guy that showed up in Knoxville. I, I, you'll never convince me it was. The guy was, like, two inches shorter and about 30 pounds heavier than whoever played. I think it's a similar deal. I think he had a, you know, Rush Probst had a 20 or 21 year old, you know, former, maybe a, an ex Bama like DB that had a knee injury or something. Like that's who was playing for him in high school, which is, which is what the Bishop Sycamore coach did. Every, everything about that documentary is incredible. It, it's just so absurd to hear the things that they did and how they were allowed to get away with it for like three or four years. They they would still be doing it if they hadn't have been dumb enough to play on national TV against the best high school team in the country. And they played, right? And they were woefully unprepared. They were awful. They were brutal. Isn't that kind of what tripped everybody to it? Like, they went on national television, Daniel, and I remember that game. We talked about it in real time afterwards. It, I mean, it literally looked like it literally looked like they threw some guys, got went through the mall, 
and grabbed the big guys they could find and picked and said, okay, come out here and play a game for us today. Our, our team didn't show up. That's literally what that game looked like. It was so funny because the mother of the quarterback, the guy was playing with a different helmet than the rest of the entire team, and it wasn't even like uh, uh, checked off for safety because they, they go out at a oh date or whatnot. Gosh. I mean, it was it was an app. I mean, they got beat like fifty eight to nothing by <laughs> IMG Academy, and it wasn't even. And they had to put in a backup quarterback, and he wasn't even the backup. To Matt's point about JJ Peterson, and this is the absolute truth now, guys. Knowing what we know about the mentality of some of these coaches, and I use the term mentality loosely here, okay? But some of these football coaches, knowing what we know about some of these guys, and even they would admit this a lot of guys that are in that profession the prep ranks the high school ranks would admit this there are some sick pups out there who will do anything to win a game bend any role matt that thing that you're proposing about jj peterson could be true i mean you realize that rush probst is certainly capable of sneaking a 22 year old kid into a game to play against high school kids a guy that would have a second family. 100%. I'm not joking here. A guy that would have a second family while he's making a while he's the subject of a runaway hit documentary on ESPN is certainly capable of that. Daniel, do you agree with that through the magic of Twitter space? There's no telling the things we've never found out. There's no telling how much of that's gone on. There, they had a guy on their team. That was previously enrolled at a junior college. <laughs> what? Yeah, I forget the guy's name. I googled it as I was watching it. That's I, next. Check up level. But the guy, the guy was telling the players to take out PPP loans during COVID, upwards of twenty thousand dollars to uh, to cover like their tuition, and they would never even go to school. That might be. Well, I, I think that I think the coach actually just got the players to sign things, and he basically stole that money oh and my. took it out in those kids' names. I, I I think it's what the that document kind of alluded to. I mean, the fact that that guy hadn't gone to jail, like prison for some of this is insane. Daniel, thank you. Yeah, thank you. appreciate thank you, you, buddy. Thank you. That's uh, that's a really good call. We were going to talk about that anyway. The um, Bishop Sycamore. What a great name that is, too, Bishop Sycamore. We'll make something up. We'll call it Bishop Sycamore. Let's get Jason in here, who's up next with us. I mean, J.J. Peterson might be playing for Coach Danny Stiff at that Coleman High School this year for all (laughs) we know. I wouldn't put anything past the Hoover Mafia. Jason, you're on the air. Welcome in. Silio show on a Friday. Hello. Hey, fellas. Yeah, I just I had to mention about the Bishop Sycamore thing as well. I, I went to law school up in uh, Ohio, and so I've got some family members up there in the Columbus area. And I remember that game was on TV on a Thursday or a Friday night, whatever. And it's Bishop Sycamore with OH in parentheses for, you know, they're from Ohio. Ohio, And they're playing IMG Academy. And I called my brother-in-law and I'm like, who is this Bishop Sycamore? 
from Ohio playing IMG Academy. He's a big, big football guy. And he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, well, you live in Columbus. Supposedly they're a big, big dog in the Columbus area. Have you ever heard of them? He said, I've literally never heard of them. I'm turning it on right now. I have no idea what you're talking about. And... Oh yeah, it was it was a total it was a total bloodletting. I mean, it was like those kids that never even played football before. Well, so. what's funny, you guys mentioned that. I saw Tennessee was involved with a kid several years ago from a school, and the recruit Knicks will tell me who this is. Somebody will somebody will be able to get this. But it was a, it was a it was a school pop up. This is what they call them pop up school in Philly. Not really a school. Had a school name on it. Santa good. Um, they found out that the guy had a card table in a warehouse under a bridge. Literally, this was the school. I called my brother. I said, where is this place? Never heard of that. He said, I'll ask around. Maybe it's a new, you know, charter thing or whatever. He, he's like, I don't think that exists, man. Same kind of deal, Jason. It's weird when you see something pop up and you go, because schools do form. You know, like we hear some of these new schools down in Nashville with the proliferation and explosion of population. There are schools that weren't here 15 years ago that are playing sports now and play for championships and all that stuff. But the, the thing about the circuit, the seven-on-seven seven circuit in football or that circuit those guys play on, and the basketball circuit is you can have pop-up schools. And it's, and I'm telling you, we know the Sycamore story. How many Sycamores have existed in basketball and football? Because the one in Philly, they ended up unraveling as a pop-up school. The Philadelphia Inquirer ended up doing a um, expose on them. Jason, there's no telling how much that's gone on. And like Matt said, there's no telling how many of these high school coaches have snuck junior college kids onto their teams down through the years. No telling. No telling. It, it was actually kind of smart for the, for the coach to call it Bishop Sycamore because there, there's tons of Catholic schools exactly. in and Northern I, Ohio. So oh, that's smart. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But it, it, that's a wild story. I'm glad that's being brought back up again. A new Catholic school. Have you seen the documentary yet? No, I'm not even sure what channel it's on. Is it Matt? Is that HBO Max? Is that who has that? Where'd you see uh, it? Yeah, man? yeah. I think it was on HBO, and it's on the HBO Max that okay. subscription thing. So yeah. no, it's it's definitely worth watching. It's insane. I was looking for it on Netflix. I was waiting to waiting for it to appear there, but uh, uh, Netflix did the tough piece on Florida and Nerva Meyer. I'm not uh, going to partake in that. I don't think. But thank you, Jason. Anything else for us today? I'll tell you guys one more thing. Yeah. Um, there is a private private school out of Maryland at the Baltimore area um, high school football. They're really, really, really good. Um, they're a legit school, and I can't think of their name right now. But I looked up, I looked up their schedule. They're a top ten team in the country, kind of thing. They're playing over the course of this year. They played, yeah, they played Buford out of Atlanta last week. They're playing IMG Academy. They're playing De La Salle out in California. They have like a the ultimate high school schedule this year. They're playing all the top programs in where the do, country. It's, where do they get the money to travel? How, where did the money come from? I don't know. I'm going to look them up. But if you look up who Buford 
high school played last week and beat them. That school is playing across the country all season, and they're good. They're really good. Mike Donovan, thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. We'll look for them, the school out of Baltimore. Maybe we'll be able to uh, deduce who that is. Some of this is just kind of stomach-turning to me, and some of it's comical, Matt. I don't know how to feel about it. Well, I mean, it, it's very comical until you you see the, like, results and, like, oh, like all those kids at that Bishop Sycamore, they, like, lost a, lost a year of high school eligibility, um, the, the ones that mm. were still in high school and trying to, you know, like, earn a scholarship. Um, and you're, you're always going to be tied to that. And a lot of them have those PPP loans that the, I think the coach took out in their name. Um, that they didn't know about. They they were all hotels. So the coach <laughs> took out loans in these kids' name, and some of them owe loans. Yeah, that, that's what cool. the documentary implied. He didn't say that, but the, none of the kids, you know, they all say that they didn't sign up for yeah. these loans from the government, and but they all signed documents for the coach. So that's what I mean. I'd I'd be shocked that that's not what happened. He was a real oh. beauty, though. I remember seeing him on the sidelines that day, that 58 nothing thing, looking at that guy going, that guy looks the, like a beauty. The crazy thing about it is he wasn't a coach. Like, he was, like, they never practiced. I love that. They The players said that that their plays came from Madden. God, and, that's incredible. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, I, don't get I love them. Like, IMG, like, they get, and they had played IMG the year before. And I think I'd forgotten that, but it, like, wasn't televised. So, like, IMG knew what they were doing when they played that. Somebody that's, that's in printing, would you please print me a Bishop, Bishop Sycamore, Sycamore shirt? I want to rep them. Did you just say they got their plays from Madden? That's what the players said. That's my that club they, right the there. Coach got, that's my quarterback, and that's my club. I'm a Bishop Sycamore every, every, fan right now. They interviewed the coach on there, and he's just as absurd now, you know, trying to defend some of the stuff. Bring it on back. Let's run it back with the Sycamore boys. TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Could that be where Brian Niedermeyer coaches now? Niedermeyer is, uh, I think, at IMG, believe it or not, last I heard of him. But go ahead to our uh, next, which is... Which is absurd. They just have a lot of money. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey Tony, did you wear that, wear that shirt on George Plaster's show? No, I wore the vet on George Plaster's show. Yeah, I saw that. Pride the j- with the jails. Pride pretzel. It says Pride Pretzels Prison, nineteen seventy one yeah. two thousand three. Yeah, I think. I remember a while back I read a story about that, and I asked you about it on the show. You said you had a friend that got put in the jail. Correct. Ran on the field, uh, got a little bit, shall we say, inebriated, and had to go before the judge that night. (laughs) Wow. True that. We were, uh, let's see, how old would I have been? (sighs) Mid-20s. He thought it was a good idea. We try. We yeah. he got like seriously inebriated. We we're trying to talk him out of it, and um, that was back then before they would cut you off in the late innings. He was pretty blasted, like in the eighth inning. Yeah. Yeah. Happens to the best, Freddie Jack. I can't remember what it was about, but it was uh, pretty interesting. I wanted to ask you about it. Yep. And I also saw something about the old 
turf they used to have. Oh man! And Reggie White, Reggie White said he didn't know how bad it was until he went to Green Bay and played on the the grass. Reggie told me he said we. He said, you, you know, you look back on that, you're just, you were on it all the time. The other thing that sadly has happened from the old vet stadium is they've had a spate of people now uh, come down with like a form of brain cancer that they sort of feel like, including Darren Dalton, who played for the Phillies, that they sort of feel like was tied to that place. So, Yeah. Was it like asbestos? I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, is that the same thing Tennessee used to have? We had uh, a bunch of injuries. That Chuck Webb. Tennessee had that. Uh, they had astro. They had tartan turf in the in the sixties. Um, which it's funny because we did a uh, gate twenty one with Tom Mattingly, and he was talking about how that tartan turf, when it would heat up, would smell like motor oil. Wow. Yeah, because they didn't, you know, they didn't know we're going to put this carpet in our thing and we're going to celebrate it. And but when it got really, really hot, it smelled like almost like a motor oil kind of smell. Which you got to, yeah. you know, it's really inviting to be on your football field and smelling like motor oil. <laughs> Who knew these things, you know? Oh, yeah, so much, so much stuff was dangerous back in the day that you didn't really think about it. Toys the kids got. Oh man. <laughs> things i played with the things we, we used to have those like think back when i was a kid i had a tonka truck one time a dump truck every time i would touch the back of that thing there was a serrated edge on it that would almost yeah. cut you you remember that now the toys yeah, are like I, plastic I, I, was gonna say, I, I took one into the bathtub one time <laughs> i bet that thing's cute now i bet that thing's got yeah. rust from one end to the other but old toys like if you go to a flea market today because I love flea markets. I'm a junker. If you go and you see some of those toys from the 70s, 60s, 70s, 50s, the metal toys, these things were metal. These things are sharp, oh, yeah. dangerous, heavy. Great society yeah, we grew up in, man. You talk, Lincoln you talk about your brother. I used to have one of those Pintos. <laughs> uh, Pinto, okay, my cousin Bobby, yeah. uh, when, he, when he came back from Vietnam drew a target on his after ralph nader did the <laughs> um the story about yeah. the pinto and how if you hit it just right it'll blow up so he drew a target on his gas tank that is a true story he's a total character yeah. i had one for a little while but uh, my sister yeah. owned a corvair when i was a little kid so two of the worst cars in the history of mankind two of the most unsafe cars we had in our family <laughs> uh, the good old days. Oh yeah, we're too safe these days, Freddie Jack. You know that? What? What's that? We're too safe now, man. We need more Bishop Sycamores in our sports world. <laughs> hey, hey, I got a question for you. How does Rush Probst keep getting jobs? I think I saw where he got hired somewhere, some other high school or something. And Matt, is he back in Alabama? Is that what I saw? Yes, yes. I can't remember the this high school, but um, Dan Harrelson told me it during baseball season. But, yeah, Rush, the reason he keeps getting hired is because the guy wins, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. And oh, then he thing. always – here's my favorite thing about him, Fred, Freddie Jack. He always steps out of bounds 
And then the people that hire him always come out in the press and go, you know, he let us down. We're going to have to terminate him. I like the thing they did with the quarterback from uh, California. They trucked him over to Georgia. and You know, I mean, this dude is a bad dude. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, just like you say about the coaches, some schools will do anything if they think they can win. So, Even oh. high school. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And here's the thing. If they'll do that stuff in high school with very little money involved in it, what's going on in major college sports? Stop and think about that. I said it. You didn't. Yeah, it's just some of it's more is more legal now, but yeah. there's still <laughs> there's still a lot of stuff going on. I'm oh sure. heck yeah! Well, here's the and thing. There's always been. Here's the thing. Now I hear people whispering, they're violating the NIL rules. So I was talking to a friend of mine, kind of in that space, who follows the recruiting thing, and I said, "What rules?" Well, you know, there's like a protocol, and I'm like, Are "You got to be kidding me!" It's a protocol. Well, you know, there's like a there's agreements, and there's this, and there's that, and I'm like, "You have, you seriously, have got to be kidding me, right?" Tony, it's just like the real world. The crooks always stay one step ahead. <laughs> That's a great you know point. I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. I apologize for yeah. the uh, technical stuff there. That's me. Hey, I, had, uh, I, I agree with you, Tony, on the South Carolina. Thank you. I mean, it just it just happens. I mean, Matt I mean, and Thrody need to get off as defensive coaches. That was a that was a total team stinker. Well, I mean, you can and we coach, overachieved you can last year. You can coach a team up so much. I mean, the players still got to go out and execute. I mean, anybody that plays sports knows that. I mean, the South Carolina just had a unbelievable game. Matt, did that kid really only have like 13 touchdown passes and he had six against us? Is that really true? <coughs> yeah. they had Their offense sucked nuts. all year until that game. That's nuts. That's almost crazy. You know what that is, Freddie? It's why we all love college football. Because truly, you never know what's going to happen when two teams get on the field. I'll I'll never forget that one year Stanford was a 31-point underdog with one of those great USC teams, and they went out and beat them. I think it was more than that. I think it was like 40. I mean, that's like Virginia. Virginia is a 28-point underdog plus another couple of scores and going out there and beating Tennessee next Friday, uh, next Saturday. Which, again, anything can happen. Y- you don't know. Hey, Happy, happy State beat Michigan at yep. the big house. I saw where they're uh, taking Armani Edwards, and they're going to put him in their Hall of Fame over there at App State in a couple weeks. They're uh, going to... Um, going to put him up in their ring of honor and that's that's a good thing going to michigan and winning that you talk about something they'll never forget they and they were one double a at the time they will never forget that oh yeah they almost won here oh they should have beat us was that butch's was that the last that was 20 that was 2016 that was was, year that was the year tennessee was preseason top 10 
And I believe Dobbs yeah, they recovered were a ball in the end zone right there to yes. save the game. Jalen Hurd recovered a Dobbs fumble. fumble. Oh, okay, that's they, what it was. Happy State yeah. missed, the, missed the field goal late. I mean, they led the whole game. Wow. I believe that was a game that you said you would quit doing radio if Tennessee lost, Tom. I did. And you almost, almost came dangerously close to doing that. And imagine the world, and according to a lot of people, would be a much better place if that would have happened. <laughs> Freddie Jack's one of them. No, Tony. You're you're my uh, you're my Lionel Messi of sports talk. Well, gracias, as he would say. You're the you're the you're the goat for me. Gracias, and a lot, and a lot of a lot of people. Gracias. I, I'd like to. Will you go out and get you a Messi jersey and wear it? The goat, one goat wearing another goat's jersey. Negative. He makes me sick. You don't like Messi. Makes me sick. Wow, he's a good guy. He's unbelievable. Did you see that game against Cincinnati? Did all he needs is a crack of light to get a shot off. Did you? Did, that this was guy one of the is most beautiful, beautiful things I ever saw. That second assist. This guy is unbelievable. He, did you see that second assist? This guy's has? brilliant, man. A little crack of lights, all that dude needs. I mean, that thing just. I, I played so soccer. It is so hard in soccer to let the shot go or to make the pass on time. Those guys make it. First of all, all those guys make that game look so easy. It's not easy. Secondly, as a kid that played, the hardest thing to do is to let a shot go. When, you're, when you've got that little scintilla space, it's so hard to do that. That's why guys don't get many shots on goal. It's so hard to do it. I have dreams, Freddie, that the ball's on my foot. This is true. I have dreams that the ball's on my foot, and I can't get the. Sh- I cannot get my foot to go forward. I have that dream. You have a good one. Thank you, brother. Well, that's why you see a lot of flubs and stuff during near the goal. I mean, yeah. I want to congratulate the Lady play. Ball soccer team for starting the season three and zero. They're three and zero after a three one win over ETSU last night. You go, you go, Joe Kurt. We need to get him on, break it down scientifically. When they open SEC play, Brian, do we know? It's got to be soon. Yeah, they, they still have about three or four more games pre-commerce before they start playing SEC games. Back to your phones we go at 865-200-5402 on your TLD Logistics Hotline. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, Josh, your boy. Under wings. Tony, I would do damage today and handle business with Vino, but yeah, he ain't here. I'll have to wait till Monday. You, hey, listen, don't kick a man when he's down there, probably working on getting like some kind of heat stroke. Where's he at? Is he playing softball? Or he is doing his thing. By the way, uh, Rush Probst is at some place called Pell City. Pell huh. City. Uh, and I got to read something to you. All right. I got to read something to you. Okay. Sent to okay. me by Nashville Lee. All right. Don't forget, Basilio. UFC starts at 5 a.m. tomorrow, he writes. Let's go. In Singapore. Yep. Then I'm going to watch 
my English Premier League slate in the morning, and then I'm watching college football all day. He said, I will watch 18 straight hours of sports tomorrow, gambling on all of it. L-F-G. L-F-G, my friend. Tony, is that going to be televised on ESPN? Let's go! USC? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but, but it will be televised on my phone. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and watch it. Would you like the coordinates that I gave Hughie? Joshy Boy is going to turn me down, man. How great is that? Joshy Boy won't even go there. Put it on his phone. Yeah, I'll put it on my phone. See, Matt? Maybe that's what you watched last year's South Carolina game on, because you watched a different game than the rest of us. No, you just yeah. heard Freddie Jack agree with me, and Joshy Boy's going to agree with me. You guys are picking on those two. You're singling out two coaches from the defense. There's a total team meltdown, including the offense. I'm no, sorry. I mean, we blame the, all the, the entire defense. It wasn't just the secondary that got torched. Hey, Matt, do you think uh, Tennessee will have that 28 spread covered by halftime Matt Dixon? Boom. Uh, 28, probably not. I think there'll, there'll be a little bit of a slow start since it's the, the first game. Uh, but I think they'll cover that spread early in the, early in the second half. Yeah. Tony, the, how many, uh, I'll oh, go ahead, Brian. How many touchdowns will they score before they attempt their first field goal? Yeah, that's. That's what I'm wondering, too. I can't wait to see that kicking game. That's going to be so next level. Every year, it's a mystery. Tony, who's our new kicker, anyway? Dixon. Uh, the, the kicker's the transfer from Indiana, who next was level. pretty, pretty Campbell, good up there. I think. Yeah, Charles Campbell has a really strong leg. Their punter's actually I love him. from Australia, yes! and I believe he kicks Australia. with both legs. Yes! An ambidextrous... Yeah. Alien. I'm forwarded, yes, not again. Yeah. They'll have a nice fake punt at some point this year with him. The guy's amphibious. Yeah. He can dribble with his left and his right. Oh, as yeah. the great late great Charles Shackerford once I'm said. Yes, Charles Shackerford but, uh, said you're amphibious when you can do that. Tony, the thing I worry with uh these big spreads in the first few weeks that when these teams were up by a lot and they take their first team out and the other team might get the backdoor cover, you know? Yep. Yeah. Tony, uh, I think uh, I think Freddie Jack was pretty easy on you today. I don't think he ripped you that much. Well, he didn't have a chance. I'm executing at a ultra-high level right now. He referred to me oh, as yeah. the GOAT today. The GOAT? Yeah, which is uh, extremely disingenuous of him. Because he'll be, look, the first the first day. Te- the first day I'm not on the air, he'll be ripping. Yeah. He'll be ripping me, telling that host they're the best. Freddie Jack is an empty barrel. They make the most noise, as Sister Georgiana yeah. told me. But uh, were you really serious, Tony, when you said that back in 2016? If Tennessee would have lost App State, you would have never done radio again. Correct, Matt. It was that his word. Yes, and I meant it. Yeah, he he was drinking the Butch Jones Kool-Aid at that point. There have been a couple of uh, times 
in my life where I said that and meant it, and that was one of them. Tony, uh, has Pojo called in yet today? Uh, no, he has not. No Pojo. Pojo, you talk about another one. He oh, is God. Pojo is like a metal ball rattling around in a trash can, an empty trash can, Brian. Boom, 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 making a bunch of noise. That's all he's doing. You know, uh, Tony, you know what they say about those people who make a lot of noise, don't you? What's that? That they're all talk and no bite. You know? Uh, No doubt. I believe it's all bark and no bite. All talk and no bite, Brian. All bark and no bite. We're mixing our metaphors over uh, here with Joshy Boy. Can I say something directly to Paul's show? Please. If you're listening to Paul's show, maybe if you have a decent phone call once in a while and don't rip Rick Barnes, maybe Tony will let you on more often than not. Thank you, Joshy Boy. I'm glad you have my back today and... Do you like when Joshy Boy dismounts? That's the sound right there, Matt. The night I fell asleep at 3 o'clock in the morning, that's the sound that woke me up. Now, if you could go retrieve the Twitter video of that. a lot louder than that. I fell asleep while doing the show. It was like 3.45 in the morning. It was in the, We were into our eighth hour. Matt, do you remember what game that was? I think that was when Laura told me, you're disturbing my house. I, I don't. I, I think yeah. it was during it was 2017 during that dark time. Um, and for some reason, you had all the lights out down there. And I, I guess Jer- Jerry Colquitt was on. Yes. And he and a, he and a caller uh, kind of had a, a longer discussion, um, which which led to you, uh, you know, getting some rest. Well, Jerry has that kind of chill, quiet storm sort of voice, you know. He, he, he can chillax. And... and, and 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 they were probably talking about something, you know. <laughs> and I nodded off, and that that phone did that in my ear. I had the, both ears. Sometimes I would do one ear, sometimes both. Right now I'm one. But I remember coming to, and I had like the people are eating, but I had you know stuff in my mouth and starting to slobber a little bit, you know that sort of thing. I really did kind of fall asleep on the air. I went upstairs that night about. I think about, I shut the show down 3.55 or so, and that's when Laura told me the next day, she said, you know, this is, um, that ain't going to work. Like, none of us slept. You kept the whole house up. Which which really, if you stop and think about it, it's pretty next level, if I can say so myself. Take a brief time out, we'll come back on the other side. So the kids, let's see, Matt, if that was six years, that makes sense. The kids would have been like sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of, wasn't a lot of peace and harmony. Plus, the team wasn't any good. It's a lot of reevaluation of what we're doing as we continue. It's a Friday. Tons of talk about episodes. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you as we welcome you back. 865-200-5402. We got off the beaten path there through the magic of fiber optics, so let's keep the conversation going because it's week zero. And uh, today's show has been anything but a zero. On a one-to-five scale, I give it like a one. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony, hopefully we can change that. This is a fourth-generation listener. And now the show's down to a point five. That is, I don't appreciate that, Tony. Tony, what do you think in the modern-day era of Tennessee football is the uh, biggest upset? And in my mind, it's Memphis State under the Peyton Manning era, which makes it even more hard to fathom. And why was that game played in Memphis? Why would the great University of Tennessee agree to go on the road and play that game at Memphis State back in the day? Well, back in the day, I think they used to do two-for-one deals with Memphis, if my recollection is correct. They come here twice, you come here once. In the money era, things were so much more quaint in the 90s. In the money era, there's no way that happens. You'd never play a game in Memphis now. Never, ever. Agreed. Has there been a, a larger upset? Um, unfortunately, Appalachian State didn't happen, but uh, or fortunately it didn't happen. But other than Memphis State, has there been a bigger upset? I guess Georgia State. Georgia State's the biggest Georgia? one, yeah. Georgia State's yeah, bigger than Memphis. Georgia State yeah. was a team that existed for two years before they came in here. I mean, Taylor, think you live in, and here's the crazy thing about that. You correct me if I'm wrong. You live in Atlanta, don't you? And you didn't even um, think about that game. Yep. You live in that area. You didn't even think about that game. You know why? Because it's almost like it didn't happen. That's tied to an era of Tennessee football that we so devalued who we are as a football program that it's almost like that didn't happen. Whereas. Here's a point to make for the Memphis game. The Memphis game happened on a team that I want to say was a two-loss football team at the time, was a one-loss football team at the time, could have gotten into the national championship conversation back then if they would have won that game. So it might be the Memphis game, come to think about it. It was more detrimental to the program. No doubt. Probably probably just from a you got to be kidding me standpoint. No doubt about it. Which is kind of like losing to Kennesaw State. Was that under Butchie Boy? Who was that? Or was that Dooley? I forget. The Georgia the, State loss. Georgia State loss happened to Pruitt. Because here, here's what was weird about it. We all thought Pruitt was going to be this really fiery guy. Now, I do remember this, Matt. I remember that game for one reason. He showed zero emotion walking off that field almost like he was totally medicated now matt here's a question for you is that year one or year two under him that that happened that was year that was year two that my friends they didn't 
they spent one day of practice on Georgia State. And, and that's the should. backstory. I mean, if they play, if they we those two teams that. played ten times that day or ten games, Georgia State wins eight or nine of them. It wasn't a fluke win by any means. So, so Taylor, your conversation about which one's more shocking, I might have to go back into the Georgia State column because it was a total blowout. Like Matt said earlier about the South Carolina game, when we're arguing back and forth on this thing, it's one thing to lose by a field goal or a fluky, like a kick return. Like Memphis had that fluky. They had some fluky stuff happen in that deal to beat Tennessee that day. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite another to get blown out in your building by a, a team when you've existed for 125 years and they've existed for three. Matt, your point, I, I think I'd read that about Tennessee admitted that only spending one day game planning for Georgia State. Who Do you recall who we were playing the next week? It was obviously a look-ahead game, and I do recall B- it. BYU. It was BYU, and they, they won on the last second. To like a, They won in overtime after yeah. we gave up that bomb. It was the kid that was, the I think, the yeah. first pick in the draft or a top yeah, pick in Kate, the draft. Kate Nealon launched Zach Wilson that night. Yep couple things on the way out yeah uh, Pruitt by far in my in my mind is the worst division one head coach in the history of the program but you know what's ironic yeah is i think i think he's actually somewhat likable yes whereas butch jones i cannot stand him he was a better coach than pruitt but maybe one of the most unlikable coaches that so true the hill. it's last question and i'll hang up and great observation by the way Thank you, sir. I'll take that. I'm curious what Matt thinks, being the baseball expert. We've got a, a interesting on the left side of the infield what's going to happen. Oh. Uh, I think we'll see Denton back at third base, and I, I'm not sure where that puts Amick. I just don't know that Amick is going to have the glove to play third, and he's not a shortstop. Uh, do you think, Matt, that we're going to see a Juco newcomer shortstop? I just don't. I don't see any existing player, in my humble opinion, on the roster that they're ready to plug in at shortstop, which is the most uh, most important defensive position, arguably behind catcher. You're not, are you not counting any of the newcomers? Because they told me, Tony told me personally, that they have four four new kids that are coming in that they're going to choose from. That's what I was asking. If, yeah, Tony told me there are four newcomers, and yeah, from the four, they're going to the find a shortstop. Not on the yeah, they want. Yeah, they don't have a shortstop on the roster who what who was on the team last year. Yeah, that's yeah. And then Matt, who do you, where do you think Amick's going to end up? Do you think he's going to end up at DH or or giving Blake a breather at first base? And uh, you guys, great show. Have a great weekend. Stay cool, GBO. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what about Blake. Blake better hit the baseball better this year, or he ain't gonna play first base. But go ahead, Matt. And you heard it here first. Yeah, no, I I think, I think Amick could play any of the corner infield or outfield spots. Uh, th- that's going to be a curious thing to see because yes, I think be. the corner infield and outfield, they kind of have a surplus there of, of guys um, yeah. with, with Denton coming back. So I, I think DH will be a possibility, and, and I think he could spell Burke at first, that, or even Denton at third sometimes. And, not and just give those guys give those guys a break and like, not, not like they did Griffin Merritt. Matt, let's get real. Merritt hit really well when he, was D- when he went to DH only. Matt, not spell Burke. Replace him. Let's get real. Burke's season last year, he was dreadful. Yes or no? Am I wrong? No, he he was not he was not good in SEC play at all. Okay. So 
But I'm not trying to start I, I, I think he's a guy that could, he could take that next step. We're a long ways away from that. But it seems like they figured him out or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep it real on here. Let's go back to the phones. Speaking of baseball, how about Chris Burke jumping into the middle of one of our group texts and embarrassing himself today, Brian Hartman? Calling you out, wanting you to take me on over this uh, loss to South Carolina last year. Where I'm on here telling the truth. I think Chris is always welcome to give us some feedback. It's like a comments yeah. box, and yeah. he just was just dropping some comments a, in that box. Hey, Burke, you can, piece of, you can ignore them. A little, little piece of advice. Comments, they, were, they were facts. A little, piece, comments, of, yeah, little piece of advice, Burke. Hey, Burke, stay in your lane. Stay on your sport and stay in your lane. Leave the heavy lifting to the experts. Hello and welcome into our next call. How are my friends and compatriots doing? What's up, today? W. Lynn? Y'all mentioned Blake Burke. I just remember the bless his heart. At the end of the year, there he was trying to hit to the opposite field, and he kept popping up to like the third baseman and the third base coach. Do you remember all that, dude? I'm not picking on him. That at bat he had down there at um uh where were they? The the super regional. After he yeah. hit the long home run to win the game, the first, the, the, that next game, those two at bats he had where he could have had a telephone pole in his hand and he wouldn't have hit the ball. One of them yeah. was literally, literally 24 inches off the plate. He was swinging at it. That poor guy. You talk about a guy that got lost in the middle of that last year. This year, you can't let that happen, is my point. You can't let a guy struggle like that. We got to have him a number one, or you can't be out there. Exactly. You You cannot let a guy struggle like that. I'm sorry. I hate to say that, but for his sake, you can't do it. But uh, somebody mentioned the Ford Pano earlier. I had the original 1972 with a Mercury Capri engine in it. Boom! That sounds safe. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember you were telling stories the other day about horrible losses. When we lost to the Russians in the Olympics, you know, where they went back three times, we still lost. 1972. Kids, look it up. Yeah, I was just got my license. First of all, I threw fireworks in the woods, had to put a fire out. Then I got that pen on, just drove like a madman for about an hour. I was so mad. But uh, that game was the game where they gave the Russians three. Is a Munich? They gave the Russians three end of the game possessions, and they counted the last one when they made the shot. They kept redoing it over and over again. At the end, the Olympic Committee head of basketball he ran out of the stands to overrule the referees. Yes, to make sure they got the ball. But again. He was like, start it again. W-W-W-F is what that was back then. That was some old school wrestling. Matt, have you ever seen that to the young kids? Matt, are you aware of what happened in 72 in the Olympic Games? I, oh, I am. I, I actually saw a documentary on it a long, long time ago. Uh, I probably have to find it on YouTube now. But, yeah, I, I know all about that. that that's insane. Insane. 
That actually I, happened. I like how the U.S. team, they don't claim their medals. That's from, correct. I guess, I guess no, it's a bronze medal. Like they, don't, they, they refuse to, I to saw, claim them. I saw Tom McMillan and Doug Collins. They both said, no, thank you. Don't want the silver medal. We didn't win a silver medal. We want a gold medal. And so when they had the medal ceremony, it was like a big space where a whole team should be, you know, like 20 people. A lot of times and, I would call that classless. In that type situation, W. Lynn, I say job well done. I do, too. And I, I saw a documentary where they said it is in their will that none of their relatives and descendants can ever accept those this is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. 
We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. The fair is back. Murray County Fair returns August 31st to September 4th. Rodeo Air, Jump and Run competitions, and motocross. Check out live exotic animals and science shows in the free kids zone. And enjoy all the carnival rides, games, and food you know and love. Livestock shows, exhibitor competitions, the rodeo, and so much more. Don't miss the Murray County Fair, August 31st to September 4th. On Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Exposition and online at murraycountyfair.com. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 